Bill Kasky back at the Advanced Selling Podcast. And as you know, a while back, we asked our LinkedIn group members for some thoughts and some coaching opportunities. We had a really good response. And one of the ones we picked was our friend in the north of France, Thomas Goubeau. So good morning, Thomas. Good morning. How are you doing, Bill? It's probably evening where you are, isn't it? Yeah, it is, actually. It's five now. Oh, okay. Well, that's not bad. All right. Well, you're probably about ready to head out for a little glass of wine then at some point, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me two arrows. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas is founder of TGBX. It's a marketing company, marketing strategy, copywriting, and he had some really good thoughts. And So tell me, before we get started on your question, uh, what, what are things like in France right now? We read a lot about what's going on there and the economic crisis and all that, the euro, but uh, tell us from your perspective as a business owner in this marketing world, what, what's going on there? I would rather not talk about politics, but yeah, of course, in Europe we have very big um, national problems, I guess, with all the debts and everything. Mm -hmm. But as you also know, in France we are very good at complaining, okay? so people complain <laughs> a lot. Um, but what I find is most of my clients don't have a crisis problem at all. Like, I mean, people are still buying stuff, people buy houses, people go to the restaurant, people need insurance for their car. So most companies, they don't have a crisis problem, they have a marketing problem. Uh-huh. And yes, indeed, the pie is getting smaller, but for most companies, it's not a problem at all. I love that. I just uh, translate in case the microphone and the sound isn't good. He says, most companies don't have an economic crisis or a bailout crisis problem. They have a marketing problem. Even though the pie is getting smaller, there still is a pie there, and you just have to work a little bit harder to get your fair slice of it. So I like that. Well, tell me what your question is and what you pose to us, and then let's uh, talk through it a little bit. All right. So quickly, I don't do discounts because generally when you do a discount, you also discount your brand. Like your past clients, they hate it because they bought at some price, and then the next client buys cheaper, so it's not good. Okay, so no and discounts. The clients you get, yeah, and the clients you get when you do a discount, it's like, price shoppers generally and those are bad clients. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is add uh, like a nice bonus. Instead of giving a 10% discount, you give 10% off as a bonus. Okay. For example, like the breakfast cereals company give toys. So you're saying you're against and you caution uh, your clients not to give discount. I'm assuming you're, you have clients who you write for and market consult with, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm an independent consumer. Okay. So you're saying the advice you give is don't give discounts, which I love, give bonuses, because sometimes the bonus can be a lot less expensive and it doesn't set the stage and a precedent for something you've got to give each time. So you say, what bonus can one provide in a market where people are not used to paying for things because of a lot of it is free? So tell me about that. Yeah, I have a client right now and I'm trying to set up an, a cell phone language learning product. But the language learning market is very free, let's say, because most of it is available online. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm trying to soften the deal with a bonus, but I really have no clue what I can offer my clients. Okay, this is a really good marketing question, and so I'm going to take a stab at it, even though I will tell you up front I'm not a marketing guru. I'm not any kind of guru, actually, but where we spend most of our time is in the sales process. But I think this is the sales process in your world. The sales process is a person uh, is getting ready to buy something, and they're comparing doing something to doing nothing. There's always that weighing of, well, do I buy this or do I not buy it? And if I don't buy it, what do I give up? 
and sometimes the bonus is the thing they give up. So for example, in our business, if we say we're going to go out and, and we're going to come train your team and we're going to spend a day training your team, and if, if you buy that package, we're also going to give each person a DVD of all of our content so that they can search on any specific problem they have in the sales cycle and it can appear to them instantly. Well, that DVD, hell, that might be worth more than the you know, than the thousands of dollars that we charge to come out and do the work because they will have that long after we're on a plane back to, back to our state. Exactly. And it costs you nothing almost. And it costs you almost nothing to give it away once the DVD is done. That's correct. costs nothing to give it away. The DVD is a bonus for you. That's right. And here's another thought is I think that over the last few years, I think the threshold of free has gone way up on the web. So it used to be that, I don't know, you, you probably remember, you were probably around when the web started, where all you had to do was come to a site and put in your name and email address, and uh, you know the site owner would get your name pretty quickly and, and free. But now it's not, that's not the case anymore. You have to give a lot away. Your question is, what can you give away as a bonus to motivate someone to either buy or do they have some kind of an opt-in situation? Well, Thomas, it's a, it's a good question, and, uh, and even though I know a lot of our listeners are not internet marketers or consultants on the internet, and not even in the marketing game probably, there are a lot of sales folks and managers and leaders, I think the same, it's kind of a theoretical problem that we have here is how do we inspire someone to buy? How do we inspire someone to stop what they're doing and start doing something else with us? Uh, salespeople hit this because if you are looking to unseat a competitor, then the customer company has to at some point stop doing business with your competitor and start doing business with you. And we might discount that and say, well, it's not that big a deal. I mean, it's not that the cost of change is not that high. But if you're doing business with someone and have for years and you have a lot of systems set up around this vendor, it is difficult to change. Harvard Business Review says it costs 10 to 15 percent to change a vendor. So it's not insignificant. And with your situation, it's they're not doing anything now or they're getting ready to buy something. They just don't know what. I guess the question is, is what does that bonus need to be financially to make a difference, to have it be meaning? If you're going to buy a $1,000 product and I'm going to give you a $5 bonus, that's probably not going to be very meaningful, right? What do you think in your world the bonus needs to be valued at for it to be meaningful? Well, I think the price I would be good, like saying, okay, you get this, you pay this, like our product is 100 euros, for example. I think if we can provide a bonus which will be about the same price, it will be half discount for them. Okay, so, so whatever the price of the product is, you're saying a bonus equal to that. I think that would be, that could make it, yeah. That's good. Well, that's, that's a significant bonus. So the question is, it's not about the cost of the bonus. Like in my example, if I'm going to give DVDs out, the literal hard cost of a DVD is $1.50. But the value of that is significantly more than $1.50. So what is valuable for a person who is getting ready to buy a language program? What would be that, that's, all, that's not already in the program? What would be valuable for them? Well, actually, I'm, I'm just thinking... Lots of companies selling, like, do you know Pimster? Pimster, it's a um, language method. If I partner with them and I get them to give me, like, one-fifth of the program for free, and I give that away to my customers, then it's good for Pimsters because they will get um, more clients. Yep, Because yep. people will have the chance to discover their program. And it's good for my clients because they will get free stuff. 
So that could work. Yeah. So you're bringing another partner in, into the mix here, which will be a benefit for them. I like that. That's good thinking. I've seen that work. Is there anything that you could give to a person who buys this program that would help them learn it faster or implement it better? Or is there anything that, that is like an adjacent product that's like that would help or would be beneficial for the customer in their learning of this language? Meditation tapes. I'm just, I'm just making stuff. Meditation music or a metronome so they can think through things or a cheat sheet or, I mean, I know that's probably all in the program. Yeah, I, I can probably package for them a lot of free resources they would have to search for and packages for them in a so-called product, but I wouldn't give it away for free. That could work. Yeah, yeah. Just because somebody gives away a like product for free doesn't mean you can't assign a value to it. Again, in the yeah, DVD exactly. example, it's a buck fifty, but I would never say the value of this DVD is $1.50 because the value of the DVD, if you use all the things in it, could be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, i got to be careful about you know, making the value so crazy nobody's going to believe it. But just because mm. it's out there in the market on the Internet or wherever and, for, and is, is available for free, if you guys can bring it in, repackage it, give it some new life, add a couple things to it, yeah, if a person was going to spend hours and hours online, they could probably find it. That's part of the value offer anyway because if people could find the language program online, they could do that for free. But you offer it in a package. You offer it in a, in a method or a procedure that fits so I wouldn't get too hung up about whether something is free or not already out there. Do you have designers that work for you, or do you have an outsourced designer? Oh, uh, I have a designer. Yeah. You could probably give something to them that's free and have them beef it up and, and make it look a little different or better or more compelling, sometimes just by calling the thing something different uh, from what somebody else ha has uh, released. It could be different. The idea of taking something that, that's in the product already – and taking it out of the product and turning it into a bonus. But when you do that, you really communicate and talk about it in a different way. What I see happen sometimes is we pack so much stuff into our products and services, and yet there are things in there that by themselves would be worth a lot of money, but it just ends up being covered in a bullet point format. Instead, pull something out that could be used as a bonus um, that they could only get when they buy from you. I don't know what that is again, but maybe, maybe there's something that comes in the package now that you could pull out and sort of leverage and reinvent and give it a new name and package it a little bit differently that wouldn't cost that much that um, would bring the customer's attention to it in a different way. Very helpful, actually. Well, good. Well, Thomas, I appreciate you letting us uh, coach a little bit. And I know this is probably not a, a perfect scenario for salespeople, but I like the thinking that you brought to it. Let us know if you came up with anything. And sometimes these calls are beneficial a week afterwards because you then think of something that we might or might not have talked about. So keep us posted, will you? Thank you very much, Bill. Okay, Thomas. Keep listening to the podcast. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay. Bye-bye. This podcast presented by Caskey, leaders in sales training and executive coaching. If you like today's podcast, share with your friends, family, and starving salespeople everywhere.